0: Do you know how the Nashville Predators during the playoffs do the thing where they bring in a different, really famous country western star to sing the national anthem each game? Well, against the Dallas Stars, they had uh, Gavin DeGraw, who actually is not a country singer. He's more like a pop singer. And he did his rendition. And as the crowd was going wild and cheering and getting all excited for the game, he took a step back off of the carpet and then... (laughs)
1: <laughs> face plant right in his face
0: <laughs> right face first on the, ice. on the ice it was awesome it was a tough moment for Gavin DeGraw I don't know how he goes back from this <laughs> I don't either
1: man I love a good person falling
0: yep yep he he had a he's uh, fine he's, fine. he's uh-huh. fine he had a little bit of a funny take he he tweeted out they told me to break a leg and I took it seriously so good for him <laughs> had a little bit of a sense of humor lesson to be learned
1: here if you're on a carpet on freshly zamboni ice, stay on the carpet well at least turn around and watch where you're yes. stepping because if you step <laughs>
2: off of the it turns out. I think he was just selling so that last note, though.
0: That could and, be, and it just yeah. took him.
2: He was in the moment. It was like it just it
0: took him right off the uh, right off the carpet. This last note is going to rock you so hard. Is it, what he was it's, saying. It's now. easily top ten of anthem
1: singers falling.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sound of Hockey episode 33 by very popular demand. And by very popular, I mean we've had one person tweeting at us repeatedly to uh, make non-stop. sure. Non-stop. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say non-stop, but a couple times. Just kidding. Kel- Kelly Seattle WA has been making sure that we keep Manon Riom on our radar as number 33. She was the first female player to play men's pro hockey. She's a goalie. Uh, she suited up for some preseason games for Tampa Bay Lightning back in the 90s. And, uh, and she skated in the ECHL and the IHL. And she was a Canadian Women's, uh, women's national team. I think she won the silver medal, if I'm not mistaken, with them. So, uh, obviously, a, a huge name that we, we wanted to make sure to include. Uh, it's also, as you may know, there was another famous goalie that wore number 33, a Mr. Patrick Waugh. Who? Ever heard of him? No. No? I've heard of him. Uh, he was a goaltender. <laughs> he played for uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and then he also played for the Colorado Avalanche. And do you guys know what my favorite uh, Patrick Waugh moment is?
1: Uh, when he gave up seven or whatever it was in Montreal's last game, and he stormed or, off. Or here, let him. me
0: guess. Let me guess. When
2: he responded to Jerry Mer- Jeremy Jeremy Ronick's oh, criticism and said he couldn't hear Ronick through the cups in his ears.
0: Oh, the Cup rings. Nope, it was neither of those. It also was not when he, well, he, he uh, got, in the, got in the fight on the as he was as a coach. And with Bruce Boudreau, and started to yeah. push the glass over towards and Bruce Boudreau. I believe
1: his first NHL game, he was coaching as head yeah. coach.
0: Yeah, but no, those were not my favorite moments. My favorite moment was when uh, Andrew Burnett of the Minnesota Wild scored on him in Game Seven to end his career. So wow, yeah, that was in 2003. Now um, I'm
1: sad. Um, why? Because we're supposed to honor him, when you're talking about like a, a Minnesota Wild player scoring on I, him.
0: I actually was always kind of anti-Patrick. Why? I'm not really that, sure. I why. think he's a hard guy to like. Yeah,
2: I think he I just, was. I was definitely anti-Colorado, and therefore. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Patrick he, I believe he, he
1: now owns and coaches the Quebec Ramparts in the QMGHL. I wasn't – I don't know. He just wasn't a
0: very likable guy. And, like, as a young goalie, you'd think that, like, a really dominant goalie would be somebody that catches your eye and that you're really like. I didn't like him. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't like
1: He, he stormed on the scene his rookie year in Montreal, <laughs> took him to the final, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. He had a good playoff run his rookie <laughs> year.
0: <laughs> it is episode 33. I am Darren Brown, a.k.a. at Darren Fun Brown, joined as always by Andy Eide. Hello, Andy. Hello, I'm at, at Andy Eide. And John Barr. Greetings. Hello. What's your Twitter handle? NHL 2 Seattle. John's going to be hard to deal with this episode. Yeah, with the number, right? The number 2 Seattle. No, don't even say that. <laughs> Sorry. T.O. Seattle. He didn't like that. No, I did not.
1: <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> Way to ruin his mood. We are,
0: we are fresh off of a San Jose Sharks double overtime game six victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. So we're all pretty exhausted. John, as a diehard San Jose Sharks fan, uh, he's a little... He's I'm, a little
2: a, I'm emotionally right spent, but I'm
1: also euphoric.
2: Euphoric. Yeah. Euphoric, Darren and okay? I yeah. are
1: just tired as we sat on the couch. For yeah, a it, was, it was a long time. time. I was
2: bouncing up and down. The,
1: the dogs <laughs> were
0: all over us, John dogs were just climbing all over us but uh, anyway it was a super fun game we'll talk about it a little bit later of course Uh, before we get into anything let's read our latest reviews which we very much appreciate receiving our first one was from Evan Natter 79 it says hockey entertainment great podcast for hockey fans new and old they talk about the local junior hockey clubs go birds they keep you up to date on the Seattle crap weasels and the rest of the NHL They have great sound effects That that is is true. (laughs) Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Evan Natter. Our other latest review, and this one confuses me a little bit, but uh, also a five-star review. It says, we have our own podcast. This is from, it says, Don Koharski. I always enjoy this podcast. First, they land some great guests. Second, they talk about the struggles of the Canucks and Wild, which keeps the discussion away from my pathetic Ottawa Senators. Now, there's Ooh, my first... We have whoa, talked about the yeah, yeah, That's confusing. That's, that's, that's very confusing. My first confusing. note of confusion is that I think we've dumped on the Senators <laughs> a lot on this it's podcast. Well,
2: yeah. I don't know if we've dumped on it. We've just highlighted some of their... Shortcomings. Foibles? Yeah, their newsworthy <laughs> moments.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, lastly, the banter is awesome and reminds me of being in rink locker rooms minus the gear smell which was not awesome well, well that's, we have the gear here in this studio yeah, yeah we are surrounded <laughs> by gear none of it smells good <laughs> a lot of it uh, but then he says keep it up john malding
1: now is he don koharski that's or what john i'm saying Molding?
0: that's that's confusing note number three right because confusing note number two is the stink because it does stink and confusing note number three On is letters. that he, yeah. John, John Malding slash Don Koharski. I don't know. I was is. really hoping
1: it was Don Koharski.
0: So maybe it's like a joint effort to write this. So Don and John, thank you very much <laughs> for that kind review. We appreciate it. We do have a lot to talk about today. Of course, we're going to start with some Seattle news, which we haven't really done in a while, even though we're a Seattle-based podcast. That's so right. first, and this is sort of Seattle news, but sort of not, the Detroit Red Wings have officially announced that uh, Steve Eiserman as it was rumored for a while, has become their GM. Now, why this is Seattle news is because it was mentioned by some that he would be high on the list of the future Seattle Crap Weasels should he still be available. Obviously, that's no longer the case. And he
1: has a connection with with, uh, Todd Laiwicki. They worked together in Tampa Bay with the Lightning. So obviously that's why, you know, and he's, he's, you know he's got a great reputation as a stellar GM in this league, so he would be high on everybody's list. But that connection with Seattle made it seem like maybe, uh, just maybe, that, that, that's where he could land, would be here. But that's not yeah. going to happen. He's gone home to
2: Detroit. And we we always knew that was a long shot. Yeah. I think when, when the news that he was taking a step back from the everyday GM duties in Tampa, there was a lot of speculation, but everybody kind of assumed that Detroit and then maybe Seattle, because of Todd, but it's good to kind of just get that off the list. Yep, we don't worry um, about it anymore. Yeah, but what it, it did is it created some other, Ken Holland is actually, or what was the GM of Detroit in the last Got like, some, like up, 18 yeah, years. 22 years. 22 years. Got bumped upstairs. Bumped upstairs, which a lot of people, and, and Holland's name has been circulated around Seattle as well for yeah. a long time that he would be a candidate to come here. So starting to play out that way, I'm not sure if it's all, definitely don't think that's plan or uh, the plan of record right now, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on because Holland's name has probably gotten just as much press as Kelly McCrimmon from Las Vegas, who was the assistant GM down there. Now with McCrimmon, nobody's going to be allowed to talk to him until after the Vegas Golden Knights are done with the playoffs, and even Which, if then, John has his way will be Tuesday.
1: That's right. Yeah,
2: I will have my way. Oh, uh, whoa. Uh, I, I, McCrimmon and Holland are like the ones that get the most. I don't even see what it oh, don't there. worry about it carry on Darren I do it I'll show it apparently <laughs> so McCrimmon and Holland have been easily getting the most attention as far as GM watch list
1: but Andy you and I have talked a little bit about Mike Gillis Mike Gillis right? is out there he has a connection too with, with Todd because Todd worked for the Canucks for a while and Gillis has been out there throwing his name out there he just went on a tour where he was studying uh, competition and athletes and performance and I know when he was with Vancouver that was a big thing they talked about napping and because they had long travel they looked at how, how they travel he was kind of Innovative, innovative in that. How did it work out for them? They went to the Stanley Cup final one year. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, under his But under is his there is there
2: any other names out there that you can think of?
1: Well, those are the big ones, obviously, and, and it could be one we don't know. I mean, I yeah. don't know that anybody thought George McPhee was going to go to Vegas when he went to Vegas. Uh, uh, the Ken Holland one is going to be interesting. You know, there's a really good article on The Athletic, uh, which I tweeted out yesterday from Craig Custance at The Athletic, which he interviewed uh, Holland after the press conference the yeah. other day. And it's an interesting read because it, it On one hand, Holland sounds like he still wants to be a general manager, but he's also very loyal to the Red Wings with where he's been for a long time. He's loyal to Iserman. They, they, I mean, Iserman was a player for him while he was a general manager. Um, he, he made it kind of sound that he really didn't know what he would do, although he did say he wasn't interested in the Edmonton job. So if he is eyeing Seattle, he, he's not looking at the Oilers right now. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. So it's a really, he, good, it's a really yeah, good article Interesting, though. he eliminated Edmonton, but did not eliminate yes. Seattle. So uh, fascinating. And
0: I also noticed that didn't they sign him to, uh, they, uh, cause they, they, they said that yeah, they're extending they his contract, him. but I think it was a two year deal, which lines yes. up kind of nice. Well, and
1: I'm sure if he really wants to be general manager and he comes to him, like even in June, this coming June and says, Hey, I got a job yeah. offer in Seattle. I'm sure they'd let him talk to Seattle. It, well, yeah, and I sure they need to let Seattle talk to him first. And so I think once – obviously when you give somebody permission, that means – and he's had it. a lot of success. I know there's a lot of detractors, too, because Detroit <laughs> lately hasn't been good. And, and I think his big sin was signing no trade clon- c- contracts to a lot of their older players, which kind of hum- hamstrung him for a while. But they've got a young nucleus now that he's been building up. So and that's, uh, I think it's hit or miss. There's no general manager who's got a perfect record
2: out there. No, and that's such a recency bias thing, right, yep. where you just judge, oh, they haven't been in the playoffs in a couple of years, and they're hamstrung with all but these long contracts. But they made this the playoff contracts. Like 20 years in a row before right, that. Right, right. And he's got three Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think Chicago's in the same boat now, but people aren't really calling for Stan, Bowman. Stan Bowman's job yet.
0: Uh, some of them have. Well, and that's the
2: thing. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: it's like that comes with the territory of winning cups. Right. It's a tough spot for a general manager to be in because <laughs> the fans love those players. They fall in love with those players. And then there's a pressure to sign them. And yeah. even though maybe it's you're better off cutting some of them loose, but that's a PR hit. So it's always a tough balance. Andy? Andy? Mm-hmm. You toured a certain half. I did partially constructed arena. Recently. I wouldn't even it's say it's I'd half. Say, uh, <laughs> partially it's deconstructed, part
2: construction
0: <laughs> or
1: deconstruction. Yeah, they. Zone. they yeah. Uh, yeah, I went on tour of the the. It's not here anymore, even though the sign's still up. It's uh, the Seattle Center Arena. That's the new. That's the official name right now. Okay. Uh, pretty fascinating to be in there. You know, it was weird to be in there because I've spent a lot of time in there over the years and all the seats are out. They still have this, the grandstands or whatever you want to call them. Those That's coming out as well. As you may know, everything's going to get gutted. It's going to take them another year to the, where they dig down and then they start digging back up again. So this, they're still a couple years away from this being something that, that people can go into. Uh, the cost has risen, as you may have seen online. Uh, it's now $930 million, which is insane. Uh, and again, that's all being paid by the Oakview Group. So all the people out there who are freaking out on Twitter, read the articles. It's not public money. It's privately financed. It's all Oak View. Taxpayer money isn't going into that, that cost. So um, at that thing, they talked about some of the reasons. For one, they've got to, they've got to hold up a 44 million pound roof. roof. <laughs> so that, that As you can imagine, is a little pricey to do that. Uh, and, and they also talk about how they don't want to cut any corners. They want this to be... State of the art, so they're not—they're sparing no expense to make this a very nice arena. The start date got pushed back a little, bit, or the open date till so they're—they're hoping for the first of June in 2021. That does put the start of the storm season in a little bit of jeopardy, um, but they're really shooting to get try and get the NHL draft, not just the expansion draft, but the the full draft for that that year, which would be a pretty cool way to, to launch kind of your your franchise. as hosting an NHL draft, so it was kind of cool to see. Uh, they they took us into the visitor center, preview um, center, preview center. Sorry, and uh, I visited it. <laughs>
0: yeah. When you call it a visitor center, though, I imagine Jurassic Park, so... Yeah, no, yeah, like that's not... We no, want to equate... No, but that's
1: pretty, that's a, that's a pretty cool, it's a cool. It's a cool center. They've got a lot of artifacts, a lot of old pictures. Uh, uh, they take you into this room where they've got a model of the arena when it's finished. They show you this, like, video that gets you all pumped up, and it's got all these crowd noises and everything, and Todd Light wiki talks. And then this big light show happens, the rear lights up, and then the roof comes off, which made me think of Darren, because his idea for a retractable roof... Mm-hmm. The roof levitates off and you get to see in. And it's kind of cool. As they were talking, they were talking about all the different sections of the seats and it would light up as they were talking about yeah. it. So it was a pretty cool experience. There's a there's a mock suite in there, so you can see what a suite would look like if you are if you're super rich and want to buy a suite in the mm-hmm. new building. Uh which we are, hence yeah. the studio. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Have, we'll have, yeah. a, we'll have a sound of hockey yeah. uh, crap weasel suite for sure. All the money we're making on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Exactly. For
0: free. Well, I mean think, we of all the, it
1: think of all the sound of
0: hockey t-shirts we've sold. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean they're yes. just they're, they're flying, flying off the yeah. shelf. Whoa, hello. Uh speaking of things flying off the shelf. Have you gotten your tickets for the Russian five? Oh, That's speaking if, of Detroit. How was that? Red was wings. that pretty good? Well, uh, t- oh, you could have tied t- it in t- with t- the Red right, Wings. Yeah. We were just talking right.
1: about some of the Red Wings stuff.
0: Okay. So anyway, Russian five mm-hmm. is returning. We, it was here at the SIF International in the Film summer. Fester, festival,
1: Fester? It festival? Last. not gonna work here. It was here you pre- <laughs> sound of Hockey.
0: <laughs> last, what was that last summer, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It was last, last May. We all went and watched it. It was really awesome and it is making triumphant return, So, John, I know you have some info on that. Yeah.
2: So, Russian Five, uh, it's a documentary of how kind of the Detroit Red Wings built their team with the, the five Russians on Ken the Holland team. Ken Holland is and in the movie. St- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ken <laughs> Holland. Maybe future Craft <laughs> Weasel GM. Either way, it was an awesome movie. Great animations. I really loved it. The three of us watched it together. at, yep. the, at yep. the, Before at, this
1: podcast. Uh, before thinking. this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before it was it wasn't, thing. it wasn't
0: even a glimmer in our eye. Wait, is that where you guys met? Yeah. It's Might that, have been. Yeah, that, that sounds upwards, right. Yeah. yeah. At the Old Peculiar. (laughs) I just actually whistled, but that probably sounded a lot like you don't see that everyday
1: whistle. So I'm told, like I haven't confirmed this yet, that there's a plaque commemorating the moment at the Old Peculiar.
2: uh, Uh, I don't believe that. Cannot confirm or deny that. OK, Russian Five. Great movie about (laughs) hockey. One of the iconic teams in in hockey if you don't know a lot of history of hockey go see this movie yeah, yeah. it is awesome it's playing at the sif film center uh friday saturday sunday and it looks like even extended into the following week two showings on friday and saturday five and seven and then sunday there's three showings one at two relatively family friendly i can't imagine anything too offensive in there, mm, there i don't some think fighting.
0: it was too bad fighting and darren mccarty explains what a cold cock that's is, true that's true <laughs> but, but i don't tragedy. think there's there is tragedy some tragedy you know? comedy yeah comedy. And, you know, there's a lot of like political kind of Tensions in it too, because it does share the story of how, like Sergey Fedorov, for example, and you get it early in the movie, but how, kind of how he goes about defecting and Portland. yeah, it was such a like uh, cloak and dagger kind mm-hmm. of a mission. So, yeah. a really interesting movie, and like John said, go out and see it. It's it's really really good movie. And so.
1: speaking of Patrick Waugh it does document the famous uh, Detroit Colorado Avalanche uh, yes. uh, rivalry the nineties, yeah. resulted yes. in some pretty bloody uh, fights. Indeed.
2: Yeah, and if you go tweet at us if you're on Twitter, I'm waiting for the second round of the NHL playoffs to, or the schedule and then I'm going to figure out when to go see it again but I'm definitely going to see it again so you should too.
0: Let's get into some current NHL talk. So, there were some coach hirings this past week. Now, we know that there were some uh, quite a few vacancies, right? Because we had Philadelphia, we had Los Angeles, Buffalo, Anaheim, St. Louis, Ottawa, Edmonton all without coaches. Two of those spots have now been filled. The Philadelphia Flyers hired Elaine Vigneault, who uh, Andy, I know you're familiar with him from am, his time yeah. with the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Uh, I'm familiar with him as a, a, a guy who is always chewing gum on the bench and his temples flare out a lot every time <laughs> that he chews. Now I noticed that at the, his press conference, I was introducing him to, uh, in Philadelphia. He had a bit of a five o'clock shadow. Is this a look that he's had before? I, no, I don't, he's
1: pretty clean. He's usually he's been been clean pretty
0: clean cut. cut, except for the flaring temples. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I
1: did see that uh, gritty, and he had a moment. There were some tweets about that that greedy said he said yes and it uh-huh. made it look like there was a proposal but, yep. but laimen a good coach uh, you know he he after vancouver he went to new york got them to the finals yep. uh, didn't win with either team but uh, he's always had success wherever he's gone so he's been in a cup final with two different teams <laughs> so he
2: hasn't won a stanley cup there before he's got potential yep. to he still That's could. right. Based According to Andy's
1: yeah. theory. Because yeah. I'm convinced yep. that nobody will win it with two teams. Mm-hmm. The other because hir- only one person has. The
0: other hiring was Todd <laughs> McClellan going to the Los Angeles Kings. John, I believe you're familiar with him from his time with the San Jose Sharks.
2: Yep. He was at San Jose. I know <laughs> his message got a little old in San Jose, and then he departed on graceful terms, if you will. I think both wanted to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. He then waited for the NHL entry draft lottery to be completed for the Connor McDavid draft. Right. Then he decided to go to Edmonton, surprisingly. And that was a
1: smashing success, right? They won. Yeah. He won won, and we've been talking about them
2: winning ever since. (laughs) It's funny. I think he is a little overrated in coaching circles for whatever Mm. reason. But I I watched him in San Jose (laughs) a bunch and then he didn't really do anything in Edmonton. You, so I, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I just think he's overrated. So do
1: you guys think – so he goes to L.A. He was in Buffalo because the Sun was playing in the Frozen Four, and so he did talk to the Sabres. Which job do you think is better? I almost think that Buffalo might be the better job just by looking at who uh, they have on the roster right now. Depends what the offer was, Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah I, guess. I guess so it's money, but maybe that's what it is. But as far as, like, trying to win, well, I, I, I almost <laughs> – Buffalo seems like they got a better roster than LA. Would you rather live in Los Angeles on the beach or in oh, Buffalo? I, I grew up in LA, so that's a little unfair <laughs> question. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> Can I go
2: to Tito's Tacos? There's probably more pressure to win right away in Buffalo. Probably. And so he's got a little bit of a. And LA will get little a little more slack. Pick. Yeah, and he should be all right. And mm-hmm. the reality is it probably came down to the deal. Um, so we'll see whoever signs in Buffalo, what their deal was. was well, and maybe,
0: did they offer him a job in Buffalo?
2: No, nope. they never offered him one
1: as far yeah. as I
0: know, but he did meet with them. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they just didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe
1: I, like John, they thought he's overrated in coaching circles. Yeah. Well, Bingo.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> John's, you know, in the yeah. coaching circle, obviously. But um,
1: yeah, but I mean, I, I would agree with
0: you though. I think that Buffalo, you know, I think they have an up and coming roster mm-hmm. as opposed to, I think. L.A. Slow I mean, and old. we've dumped on we've dumped on them a lot too. I mean, they were were they with the worst team in the league this year? Uh, like, Points wise, they were so, right there
1: with Ottawa. Yeah, Sorry so, I mean, to that our reviewer. But. It's yeah.
0: So I don't know. I don't know that it's that attractive of a job, but I guess every NHL coaching job is probably an attractive job.
1: And also, we we talk about L.A., is he has a he has a relationship with Rob Blake? I believe he coached Rob Blake. That's in right. San Jose. So yeah. There is a connection there with the general manager. So there hopefully, they can work together. Talking about teams that are still
0: alive in the NHL playoffs, I guess we should start by talking <laughs> about this San Jose Shark. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights debacle that happened tonight. Well, not really a debacle, but it was a marathon of a game. It was fun to watch. It was intense. Uh, Martin Jones had, I think, 58 saves, something like something that. Insane. It's kind of like the redemption of Martin Jones, I mean, right? Because well, he, he was bad. When you think back that in Game 4, they pulled Martin Jones after the first period, after he gave up two goals, right, kind of had a short hook, and then everyone's saying, oh, now are we going to start Aaron Dell in the next one because there's there's just no confidence in Martin Jones. And since then, Martin Jones has been really good. Like, yeah. I mean, and this mm-hmm. is a guy that's taken them to the final in the past. Like, mm-hmm. He's a good goalie. He had a really mm-hmm. rough year, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's, fight it's, through it.
1: He's fought way, through it yeah, and, it's, and it was this, fascinating
0: to see him play so well.
1: The double overtime game he was
0: amazing. Yeah, really in game
2: good. game 5, I would say he played better. But he didn't look super comfortable. This was
1: different. And he know? made some big saves in those especially in that overtime. There was that one crazy exchange where well, Flurry made a save and or the, the Eakin made a save for Flurry Tilda then, Swinton? Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Uh
2: we didn't really. <laughs> Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, Thomas Hurdle. Short handed in the second. They overtime. finally called a
1: penalty. There was all kinds of, of uh, indiscretions that went went the refs looked the other way for, her, and then a slashing call and double overtime, and you think, okay, this is Vegas' a shot right here, they're gonna win it. And Hurdle, who looked gas, he gets the puck and he's yeah. kind of one on one with Shea Theodore, actually, I think is yeah. who he was down there where he looked like he might have been gasped, but he snapped a quick shot that flurry kind of kinda of missed. And Hurdle's him. so
2: big he can kind of create a little bit more space than, than somebody a little bit smaller, but uh, he had
1: promised the fans they were going back for. Is that officially
0: a you don't see that every day?
1: So what was funny about a short handed overtime winner? It, Andy
0: like full on called it. It was kind of, <laughs> it was pretty impressive because as the penalty was starting, he's like, "Ooh, you know it'd be great as a short handed winner right now." You you don't see that every day. And then, you don't mainly
1: because I was tired. About twenty, I, yeah, I was tired of watching. Andy he was just, he didn't care who won. He was just pulling for <laughs> yeah, that's to, right. Andy's stamina. I and wanted, someone to, I wanted someone to win, but I wanted John to be happy because otherwise this this podcast episode yeah, would have well, been would have been, been pretty depressing. And... Jury's still out
0: at this point. <laughs> So we, it's one of those nights where you have like just crazy, crazy minutes being played by by certain guys, and obviously Eric Carlson was one of those. Brent Burns had over forty minutes of ice Oof. time tonight. Like it's nuts to think about what these guys are are doing in a in a double overtime game. But uh, fun one to watch for sure. And uh, so now Game Seven will come around on Tuesday nights. So hopefully we have this produced and edited in time. And you listen to it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, it's gonna, be otherwise we're gonna yeah. get the
1: robot voice out talking yeah. about yeah. Game Seven. Exactly.
0: The other series that we've been Kind of keeping our eyes on. Well, I guess all of them, but of course, you know the top two uh, seeds in the playoffs, Calgary and Tampa Bay, have now been eliminated, exactly as we all expected. Colorado, and now this was my dark horse. That's I right. had said Colorado could make some noise if they're if their top heavy first line. They made some noise. Rontan and McKinnon, and uh, and Landeskog could get hot at the, at the right time, and they certainly did. Philip Grubauer has been playing good good goalie for them. So sure enough, eight seed goes through on on both sides, and uh, it was a fun series. To watch, but man, if you're a Calgary fan, you got to be disappointed.
1: So, you know, the game five, uh, I, I feel bad for, you know, Johnny Goudreau, who in the first period had three breakaways, a penalty shot, all stopped, or he missed the net. And then he finally does score a goal that would have made it three to two, would have brought him to within one, get the crowd going again. That goal gets reviewed and waved off for goalie interference. And he ended the series. He was their leading scorer. He had 99 points, 36 goals in the season. He ended it with just one assist. That's all he had in five games. And I, I, I was curious to see. So I did I did some research today. Oh, and, nice. uh, I data? Got some, I got some data. All right. And I'm going to throw some fancy stats out here. Uh, in the regular season, he was a 54% course player. In the, in the playoffs, that was 50%. So he's still okay there as far as possession. What does that mean? Uh, so that's that's shots at the goal while he's on the ice as opposed to giving him up. Or, 54% or of the share yep. went to Calgary. Yes. So, he's, so he's helping produce uh, production there. So pretty even in the playoffs in the five games. But the high danger chance is four. So, he, so this is our scoring chances. So while, so the regular season, while he's on the ice, Calgary had 53% of the scoring chances. So they're they're scoring more in the five games with Colorado that was down to 35%. And so he was on the ice for 11 scoring chances, four and 20 against. And that really, that's one of the reasons that Colorado was able to win is that, that they were able to shut down Calgary's top guy. And, you know, Mike Smith. I feel bad for him. He had a pretty good uh, a series for for Calgary. Well, for all like things, the first couple of games, but the wheels kind of came off towards the end. Yeah, that's true, right? So I he's, know.
0: A, he's a very unlikable guy. So, <laughs> Wait, so, I, I but think he, he had
2: two games with over fifty shots against.
0: Yeah, right? he kept a minute.
1: It could have been worse. Yeah. yeah, but
0: what was that? That last game, right? It was like five to one. So, and and there are a couple of. Them stinkers in there. So I don't know. It, it was exactly as not to toot my own horn, but it was exactly as I said, right? Like if those top three guys could if they those put top those
1: guys up to uh, for a, so at some point, they kind of, they broke them up a little bit mm-hmm. to get some more scoring up in the lineup. Fun series. Interesting yep. to see Colorado go on.
0: I personally, am not a huge Colorado fan, but, uh, okay. They're fun team they to were, watch. They were clearly the better well, McKinnon, team, right?
1: Yeah. McKinnon is just
2: and that's out and out that's, of world. It's going to be interesting to see how they do in the next round. They might Sound be playing goal. your Sharks. Well, yeah. And so with Colorado eliminating Calgary, obviously Columbus beating Tampa Bay, last week, the top two seeds or the top seed in the East and the top seed in the West have been eliminated. It's the first time that's ever happened in the NHL. Did and you say elabinated? eliminated? Eliminated. <laughs> eliminated, okay. <laughs> and eliminated, or whatever I,
0: I think I said.
2: So and if Calgary doesn't make it past Dallas, then, then that's another top seed that would be eliminated. In, and by in Calgary bracket. you mean Nashville. God damn it!
1: <laughs> John's really loopy. His team won. It was a stressful game. I think we got to give him a break here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? You gave it a good shot. You I'm played. tapping out. You, <laughs> you I'm out. Through, I'm emotionally spent. I'm out. You went through two overtime periods. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's well, absolutely Darren and I were just
1: goofing off the whole time. You had, had, uh, how, had how, me, how many
0: minutes of ice time did you have? It I played like yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> With both teams out, I've seen a lot of consternation on Twitter about this is, this is a huge tragedy. We have to overhaul everything we do in the NHL because the two top seeds are out in the first round. And I think that's ridiculous. I love knee jerk reactions. Because it's seems never like happened really... before. So let's not yeah. overreact to something that's clearly yeah. a trend.
0: And they're out to the teams that were the worst teams, right? Like, yes. They, they played the
1: eighth, the eighth seed. That's how yeah. it works. Like, what do you
0: want? I don't know what yeah. you could
1: want from that. They're, yeah, they're, like we, we can't have these upsets. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have more predictable playoffs. Yes. Yeah. I actually that think that makes this total fun. sense. To me, it's entertaining knowing that you go into the Stanley Cup playoffs playoffs, and literally any team could win. I could swear somebody on this podcast said anything could happen in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not alley. what I said. Yeah. I said. I said any team could win. That's different.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, I do want to br- mention briefly, the, so the Leafs and the Bruins are also going to a game that's seven. Right. John, I think you mentioned early on that that you expected that one to go to seven based yeah. on how the first couple of games had gone, so you nailed that one. The highlight of that game is the, the, guy idiot, standing in the, the idiot in the Leafs series oh. that was standing up in front of NBC's cameras. That uh, He's kind of gone viral. Everybody's like, it's pretty funny. They Everyone's... photoshopped
1: him into the Miracle on Ice footage. They <laughs> yeah. photoshopped him into the Bobby Orr flying gold. That's going
0: to be something that you see on social media now <laughs> for a little bit, I think. Because you have to find a... out who this guy is. Yeah, that was a funny bit. I, I you just d- saw the back of his head. I would imagine somebody figures it out at some oh, point. Oh yeah, right? somebody must know him. Like, yeah. hey, that's
1: Bob. Or he's yeah. going to own it. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's me. Yep. Sorry,
0: you might recognize the back of my head for <laughs> such NBC broadcasts. I, mean, I, I kind of
1: don't even blame him, even though he was making me angry because he he doesn't know he's no. at the game. Everyone's standing up. It's, it's somebody from the NBC or something should of said, "Hey, dude, like, can you move over?" I blame whoever designed that camera. Well, to not have enough clearance, so that it's Toronto's you... fault. Yeah, Toronto's yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. blame yeah, Toronto. Exactly, it's Canada. It's blame Canada. Canada.
0: Blame Canada. South Park did that exact thing. Yeah.
1: And they knew because this guy was going to stand in the way. That's right. A couple more things I wanted to
0: mention here from the playoffs. So a couple guys had not so good looks the other night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. I don't know Uh, if you guys saw this one. I did. They they got absolutely rolled. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes got smoked by the Capitals and uh, six nothing, I was think it was that game five, right? Yeah. yeah, six nothing. And on the they were down two to nothing. The Puck goes behind the net, and uh, Dougie Hamilton's going to retrieve it. Here's Alex Ovechkin's footsteps and Looks turns over around. Shoulder and sees him. Yeah, I don't know if he was like thinking that it was icing. So there's, there's was, some
1: thought that he thought it was icing. But still,
0: like get the puck and loop around the yeah, net or he, something. He lets up. He stops, leaves the puck three feet in front of him. Alex Ovechkin picks it up, fires it out in front, easy Back tap in goal I think like it was backstrom, wasn't it yeah. i think it was yeah Eagle. It just such an embarrassing moment for dougie hamilton and then uh very similarly but i guess not quite uh, the same but ryan yeah. ellis with the predators was bad too though goes back to retrieve a puck jamie bine comes in next to him throws a shoulder into him and somehow ellis like flies <laughs> he flies like, like
1: four feet away yes yeah, so far <laughs> away from the
0: puck, and same almost the same exact outcome though as the ovechkin yep. play Backfires out yep. in front, Sagan just taps it in. Like, just kind of embarrassing for both players. I thought, saw a thing on, on Twitter. Apparently, there's a race car driver also named Ryan Ellis, and he tweeted, man, I looked really bad on this play. <laughs> That's really
1: funny. Well, in that game, that line, that Sagan, Ben, and Radulov line just pretty much had their way with the Nashville Predators. I think Radulov had two goals, uh, Sagan had one, and they just were, like, throwing their weight around. Uh, Nashville had no answer for him, and that was just, that was the epitome of it is, is Ben just out muscling uh, Ellis, and yeah. just just like throwing him out of the way like he was a toy, and it was a clean hit. It was just shoulder to shoulder, but he just sent him flying. There's interesting similarities between the Dallas Stars and the
0: Colorado Avalanche because they have those. They yeah. both have those three very elite players that usually play together, right? And like for me, the knock on both of those teams is always if you can figure out a way to check their top three guys, they're not going to win, right? And but if they if they get hot all at the same time and start really playing together and all start scoring. Then all of a sudden they're tough. They're tough to stop, and that's what we're seeing right now with both Dallas and not been able to check those. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, by the time we post this, I think that series might be over. But um, again, there's another team that you don't really expect that's potentially making some noise here. So a lower seed who could win exactly. Uh, Let's move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer. (laughs) T- <laughs> Washington native TJ Oshie uh, fractured his yeah. clavicle off of a really ugly hit. By the way, clavicle, collarbone, what are we calling it? Clavicle bone. Are they the same thing? Sure. We're not sure. We're supposed to look that up. We'll, we'll, we'll check it. We'll, we'll, Fact check us. Yeah, yep. we'll have Somebody, somebody add us. Uh, Warren, Warren Fogel. <laughs> Is it Fogel? Yeah. Fogel. Kind of was going in with him. Is it Fogelet? Fogelet. <laughs> Going in towards the boards and just gave him like a little shove and it was just enough to to knock Oshi off balance and and Oshi went in shoulder first and oh it was it was an ugly. Very painful-looking hit, and sure enough, he had a broken bone. So, and I know
1: after the game they were saying he was out for a while, but I don't know if we've heard a definitive. It's play. indefinite. It's indefinite yeah, he yeah, had so.
0: surgery now to repair his <sighs> broken clavicle.
1: So, what was last year? Didn't Ryan Johansson have a similar injury? Or the year that National went to the final? It wasn't he? He got hurt and was out for a long time. He was out him from, for the whole thing. But I they think, were think there like, was they were like they were like inspirational pictures yeah. of him from his hospital bed. Yeah. yeah, on the guys.
0: Warren Fogel by the way, has had this like incredible series, like a kind of a coming out party for him as a. A member of the Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes. Suddenly the, the hockey world knows who he is, but now he's getting all this vitriol f- from fans about, about injuring T.J. Oshie. So it's, uh, it's a weird situation there, but... Um,
1: fans it, who routinely root for Tom Wilson?
0: Exactly. Yep. Make sure. Level-headed people yeah. generally, but tough spot for T.J. Oshie. Unfortunate to see that, but things happen, right?
1: And there was a penalty. I called on
2: it. There mm-hmm. was no there was no hearing, no, no, no suspension. additional suspension. I think
1: he was far you know, away from the board. You where.
2: see enough of the, these from time to time, and if they're penalties, they're penalties. But rarely do you see somebody hurt. It's just kind of a freak accident, I think, that he actually got hurt the yeah. way he did. I
0: don't believe he was trying to hurt him, obviously. Like, it was such a gentle shove. But, you know, it's one of those things where you <coughs> You're going <gonna laughs> to get yourself fast. in trouble
1: with Caps fans if mm, yeah. say it was gentle.
0: I was it wasn't that nasty no i agree i agree with
1: comfort- you come on john it was a comforting hug
0: but fortunately we're not the podcast that breaks down yeah. all these kinds of fights no. so oh by the way uh the one on joe thornton last week who was it that he that he hit with his uh, no sick yeah john's take on that one you want to know what it was i was here i heard it he shouldn't have put his head there <laughs>
1: Into, no, into Joe Thornton's shoulder. No, his shoulder. head was should down. Hit, he shouldn't have hit Joe Thornton's shoulder. His head, his head was
0: down. That's like Happy Gilmore hitting a guy 300 <laughs> yards away and saying, oh, he shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why Why do you have your head down? Why do you have your head down uh, there? No, a uh, yeah. great point. Yeah, yeah great point. Yeah, totally. It is. Definitely I, his I, I believe Thornton got suspended. <laughs> though, definitely his that. fault. <laughs> Our next weekly one-timer. <laughs> We talked quite a bit about Cale McCarr Uh, uh, from his time with UMass, because we were talking about the Frozen Four and how he was likely to win the Hobie Baker Award. He did win the Hobie Baker Award. Then he went and played for the Colorado Avalanche and uh, scored in his very first game. I think his first shot. I think his very first shot. Yep. So he's the fifth rookie to score his NHL in his NHL debut while in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So pretty, pretty cool moment there. And he plays played a couple games now, and he's
1: look he's look he really impressive. Yeah. really good. Yeah. He's
0: smooth skating. He's fast. He's got a good shot. So
1: if you're an Avalanche fan, you have to be pretty excited because you have him. You have that top line. You've got some cap room. You've got the number four. Is it number four pick in the draft they have? Mm-hmm. Could have been number one. It could have been number one. But, but number not. four is not bad. But the draft lottery is rigged. It is rigged. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. <they>, uh, <laughs> Things are looking pretty good there in in the Mile High uh, City, as they call it. Looking up, I would say they're definitely looking up because they're Mile High, right? And oh, I okay. And I mean, <laughs> they're, they're looking down. I guess
0: they're still alive. Somehow they're still yeah. alive
1: in these playoffs. But and, the future looking I mean, really good. If you're an fan, you got to be excited because not only do you have this run right now, right. but you've got a pretty good future ahead of you. You're absolutely right, and they have a, a deep
0: prospect pool yep. as well. So, our next weekly one timer. <laughs> Wes Macaulay, famous NHL ref, who uh, he's always the guy who's like gets the good sound
1: bites yep. and says the stupid things, and <laughs> he does the, the dramatic uh, goal review yep, calls. Yeah, where he, like, he'll pause, pause and,
0: yep. <laughs> and then say it's a good goal. Good He'd, goal.
1: Yep. Five five
0: minutes for fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both guys fighting, fighting. Uh, so anyway, he was caught talking to Mitch Marner and uh, John. What what exactly happened on this one? Well,
2: there was an article posted. Uh, I think it was in the Athletic that talked about Mitch Marner's habit of getting a bowl of ice cream on game days. And so Wes McCauley, during the game, went and had a little chat Mm -hmm. with with Mitch Marner. You
1: know what? I love ice cream too.
0: My well, problem is when you turn 47,
1: your cholesterol starts to shoot up. So
0: there you go. So just classic Wes McCauley yes. right there. I mean, outstanding stuff. And, and yet another notch in my belt for we need microphones all the time. Yes, when and if
1: you if you like that, there, if you go on YouTube and you search for Wes McCauley mic'd up, uh, mm-hmm. there, there's like a whole compilation of him talking to people on the ice and it's pretty great. He's a, he's a pretty entertaining referee. Good dude. I would love to be friends with Wes yes. <laughs> Call us Wes. We'll have you on the show.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be a fun one. Our final <laughs> weekly oh, one timer. The NHL has announced the finalists for their end of season awards, like individual players, or at least some of them, I guess there's probably some that are still outstanding. Like I haven't seen the Jack Adams coach yeah, award. And, yeah. Or the hearts. Yeah, you're right. What we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to name these finalists. And then John and Andy are going to tell me which one. But they're not going to tell me why they think that these should be the winner. They're just going to tell us which one. So <laughs> this will be really deep, interesting stuff. Uh, the first one, Selkie Trophy for best defensive forward, Patrice Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly, or Mark Stone. John? Patrice Bergeron, Mark Stone. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Speed round. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady Bing Trophy for most gentlemanly player, Aww. Alexander Barkov, Sean Monahan, or Ryan O'Reilly? Bark- Barkov. Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly, two nominations jobs, for different yeah. awards there. Uh, the Masterton Trophy for dedication to hockey, Robert. Nick Felino, Robin Leonard, or Joe Thornton? Robin Leonard, Robert Leonard. Okay. That's what well, you that's going with like the feel good story. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Vesna trophy for best goaltender, Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, or Andre Vasilevsky. Bishop. Oh, no love for Robin Leonard there. And finally, the Norris Trophy for best defenseman, Brent Burns, Mark Giordano, or Victor Hedman. Wait, on the count of three, you're both going to say it. One, two, three. Giordano. Wow. (laughs) We did not plan that. Did not plan that. Impressive. Okay, that wraps up this week's (laughs) weekly one-timers. We're going to close the show, as we always do, with games on the radar. Would you guys have one? Game seven. Okay, John? (laughs) By the time this comes out,
2: uh, we should know the end of the – well, the Boston – whoever wins a Boston uh, Maple Leafs game seven and them playing Columbus, I think that's going to be the interesting series in the next round. I think they're, I'm going to watch them all, but that's the one I'm really eager to see because I want to see how Columbus does in the next round.
0: Cool. My game's in the right air. I went a little bit off the uh, the beaten path here. Uh, there's the U18 World Championship going on right now, which is kids that are all draft eligible. So in this tournament, you have Jack Hughes, who is the consensus number one pick uh, that the NHL rigged for him to be able to go to New Jersey for some reason. <laughs> I didn't really understand their, their logic there. But um, another kid that has really been outstanding is Cole Caulfield. Now, Cole Caulfield, is he's a smaller kid. He's 5'7", 163 pounds, uh, future Wisconsin Badger. Thank you very much. Uh, but he is ranked in the top 10, and he's been having an outstanding tournament so far. I think he has nine goals in three games. Something he that. He American? is American, yeah. So he's playing with Jack Hughes. So Jack Hughes is setting him up, and Cole Caulfield is just knocking it down is what's happening. So all those games for the U.S. are being played on NHL Network. So it's it's fun to watch, but it's super early because it starts about 6.30 a.m. Uh, our time. So you can get up and watch it before work. Uh, and then the gold medal game will be on Sunday, and that's going to be at 10.30 Pacific time. So NHL Network, you can watch it. And, and as you would imagine, Canada has some pretty good players. Too. They do. Yeah.
1: Dylan Cousins, who we saw come through here in WHL. Yep. It's one of my favorites. So tune and, in and
2: watch it. And check out Russian Five. Don't yes. forget about that. Movies yes. on the radar.
1: Movies on the radar. <laughs> <A> new segment. <laughs> oh,
0: hello. <laughs> Are we going to talk Avengers then? No. no. Oh, okay. No. Jeez. That wraps up wow. this, <laughs> this week's Sound of Hockey episode 33. We very much appreciate you all joining us. Thank you again to the folks that uh, wrote us the reviews. Please send yours if you haven't already. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, buy a t-shirt on nhl and we will talk to you all next week for episode 34. Thanks, everybody.